Just as marbles come in bags, stars come in galaxies. You and I and all the stars we see at night are part of the Milky Way galaxy. There are bazillions of galaxies in the universe. It's a clear summer's night. We're enjoying a star party. Telescopes are set up. One of my favorite things to see in the scope is something of a fossil. It's a ball of stars, very old stars, maybe half a million old stars, all clumped tightly together in a globular cluster. I spoke about this with Dr. Mark Dickinson of the National Optical Infrared Research Lab in Tucson. Globular clusters, beloved target for telescopes, amateur and uh, professional telescopes. Those are mostly very old stars. When we look at globular clusters, we're probably looking at the fossil record of what happened in the early universe. Given the outrageous universe in which we live, filled with black holes and dark energy, it's natural to wonder, how did the universe get to be this way? And so we study our fossils, globular clusters and such. But fossils can only tell us so much. What we really need are machines that would let us actually see back in time. We need time machines. The great thing in astronomy and cosmology is that we really can look back in time. I mean, you can't do that in many other sciences. Light travels fast, but the universe is humongous. It takes time for light to reach us from way far away. So when the light does finally reach us, it reveals to us what things looked like back then. The James Webb Space Telescope can see back to when the universe was less than half a billion years old. How much time had passed from the Big Bang creation of the universe and what we're seeing? We're not catching it at the very beginning. It's only 400 million years after the Big Bang that we're seeing it. One of the earliest galaxies yet seen was named for the daughter of one of the astronomers involved in the project. Macy's galaxy is presenting some problems. There's a very clear progression of the size of galaxies over cosmic time. As we look farther and farther back in time, galaxies get smaller and smaller and smaller as you go back. And that's pretty consistent with what we think is how galaxies built up over time. Early in the universe, they were all in small little pieces and had many fewer stars than today's galaxies. And those pieces merged together over time. You know, what's interesting about Maisie's galaxy and other galaxies that we're finding with James Webb is that we're discovering galaxies earlier than we had ever seen with Hubble. Well, that's to be expected. That's why we built the James Webb Space Telescope is to see farther back in time uh, and farther away than Hubble was able to observe. So that was the point. The surprise has been that we found more galaxies than had been predicted and brighter galaxies than were predicted. We, you know, had done a lot of work with Hubble and other telescopes over the years, and, and we thought we had measured the number of galaxies going back in time with some level of accuracy. And then people who build theoretical models of galaxy formation and evolution tuned to those earlier Hubble observations that predicted how many galaxies you should see with Webb. And the surprise in the first few months of James Webb observations was that we were finding in images candidates for 
galaxies that, that, that were more of them and brighter than we expected at these very early times. Does that bring up a problem with models of the evolution of the universe? I like to think of it as an opportunity rather than a problem. <laughs> now the challenge is we just have to figure out, well, what was wrong with our old models and, and how is it that uh, these galaxies were as numerous as they seem to be? Might we, with the James Webb, be able to see globular clusters in the act of forming? See how those globules of stars that we enjoy now at star parties, how they came to be. It's early days now. Um, we need to do a lot more observation with Webb to build up the statistics that will let us say, well, what are we really learning about the earliest days of galaxy formation? And are there surprises? Is there something in here that says we really do have to change our understanding of, of how galaxies formed and their earliest evolution? Mark, it's been really good talking with you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much, Al. It's been a pleasure. I'm speaking with astronomer Dr. Mark Dickinson. For KBMR, I'm Al Stoller.